everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Summer Movie Club. I am your sometimes host, Zach Weiss, and my <laughs> favorite uh, superhero movie is Happy Scrappy Hero Pop. Uh, Happy Scrappy. Uh, my co-host, is, you want to know how much I love my co-host? My love for him is like a truck. Adam, quick follow-up question. Get it? No, I wasn't paying attention. What did you say? Oh, so you want me to repeat the whole thing? You're my love for you. Oh, oh, uh, continue. Yes, continue. Give me, give me the line again. Okay, I'm gonna do the whole thing again. Let's let's rewind. Uh, you want to know how much I love my co-host? My love for him is like a truck. Adam, follow-up question. Berserker? Did he? No, just, did he just? Say, did you just say making fuck? Yeah, the next line is, "Would you like some some, some making fuck?" So that would be. God damn it, Adam. I'm losing it. It's it's, it's Adam. Adam. Weeks. Hey guys, hey. <laughs> if you can tell by the the screwing up, it's Adam. <laughs> uh, this week we are starting um, our theme month. Um, you know, a lot of people refraining, 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 refraining with an M. Refrain. Refraining. Uh, from certain things during November. Uh, if you are familiar with the internet trends. Some people don't shave. Some people uh, don't ejaculate. Yeah. Uh, some people don't spend a lot of money. Some people don't spend a lot of money in making movies. And that's what we're going to be talking about all month. We're going to be talking, we're calling it No Budget November. We're going to be talking about low budget movies um, all month. And we're starting with um, uh, a movie that was part of the, uh, I guess, the, the the batch of independent movies from the early 90s that kicked off, basically what, what came through with the rest of the decade into the, the, the new uh, millennium of independent filmmakers being able to actually, you know, get a foothold in uh, Hollywood. Uh, you, had a, you had things like Reservoir Dogs and... Um, uh, what, what's another people that came out? Robert Rodriguez. Uh, what did he come out with? Uh, El Desperado. Uh, yeah, I said Desperado. Yeah. Um, about this week we're talking about Kevin Smith's uh, Clerks from 1994. And two. If I'm not mistaken. Two. If I'm, what? Is it four? No, it is four. four. Yeah. Why did I think ninety two? Um, I don't know. Don't. Um. If I'm not mistaken, they even Adam just recently, uh, not to spoil part of his what are you watching, watched part of uh, <coughs> uh, uh, Clerks 3, the very um, overly meta Clerks 3. I believe they even mentioned it, what, 37,500 or something along those lines? 27. 20, oh, it's 37. 37 yeah. yeah. Um, uh, clerks, a day in the lives convenience clerks named Dante and Randall as they well this isn't worded very well a day in the lives of two convenience clerks named Dante and Randall as they annoy customers discuss movies and play hockey on the store roof um, the movie was written and directed by Kevin Smith I'm not going to go into his filmography right now because that's going to play into our, our, our lists later um, the movie stars pretty much a list of people that are just known for Kevin Smith movies. You have Brian O'Halloran, <clears throat> uh, Jeff Anderson, Marilyn uh, Gigaletti. We're going to go with? Yeah. Lisa Spoonhour, uh, Jason Mewes, who uh, probably in the most things of any of the people in this movie, along with Kevin Smith, uh, Scott Mosier, uh, 
and then just like a you know, bunch of his friends and stuff. Um, Adam, what is your relationship with the movie Clerks? Um, I probably saw the movie Clerks way too young. Um, and I, I mean that in the sense of the movie is very, um, very dialogue heavy. Mm-hmm. And I was probably too young to understand. According to you, too. <clears throat> no, I mean, I think I saw the, I think I saw the movie when I was like seven ish. Um, I remember watching it at like Paul and Jamie's friend of the podcast, Paul. Um, and, um, you know, I, you know, seven year olds don't wouldn't be able to appreciate it. Um, Strangely, you did know what snowballing was. Yeah. Um, but uh, <clears throat> and it just kind of grew up. Um, just kind of grew up enjoying Kevin Smith movies. I remember we saw, uh, we saw Clerks two together in theaters. Um, if I remember correctly, it was me, you, Tim, and Dave Brown. Well, right. Um. So yeah, just always enjoyed. Uh, Kevin Smith's movies, and uh, I mean, the not just his movies. I mean, I did listen to. Uh, used to regularly regularly listen to uh, Smodcast. I mean, Zach, we referenced Kevin, Evening with Kevin Smith's constantly on the podcast. Um, so always been, always been a fan. Um, the more recent stuff, as Zach mentioned, has has been very meta. Um, I've actually been to the Quick Stop. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I actually bought a pack of cigarettes at the Quick Stop. Look at you. Were they? Uh, what's the brand in the nails? What's Nail- the brand in Red Apples? Okay. okay. Uh, quick, yeah, Tarantino's Red Apples. Kevin Smith is nails. Mm-hmm. Um, which they're not a thing in Clerks, but in the the later movies, I think Dogma is the first, um, like movie where it's like noticeable that like people like like nail cigarette ads and stuff. Um, if you watch Clerks two and Clerks three, the scenes that take place, well, Clerks two and then the scenes that take place in the Quick Stop, and then the majority of Clerks Clerks three is the Quick Stop. Um, but there's uh, just heavy nails <laughs> branding everywhere. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, just always been a been always been a Kevin Smith fan. Um, um, I went to not only so so I used to date a girl and who was into comic books. So her and I, and she was also into Kevin Smith movies. So her and I uh, made a trip to. Uh, Red Bank, New Jersey, to Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash, which is the comic book store that um, Kevin Smith owns. You know, um, there's a movie theater out there too, no? Yeah, yeah. He's he he had a theater. He had a small theater in um, in Los Angeles, but now he has like a, a theater in uh, in Jersey. Um, but but I, I uh, Zach and I actually went to a live recording of a Kevin Smith pod of an episode of Smodcast. And um, on the way out, uh, star of the AMC TV show Comic Book Men, uh, what's his name, Ming? Uh, sure. I think his name is Ming. 
um, was handing out uh, the first issue of a series of Batman comics called The Widening Geyer that Kevin Smith wrote and uh, fellow co-star of Comic Book Men and star of, in multiple roles in this movie, Walt Flanagan drew. Um, so, and it was signed by Kevin Smith and it wasn't signed by Walt Flanagan. So I, when I was at Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash, I bought the rest of the run of The Widening Geyer and it was signed by both Kevin Smith and Walt Flanagan. I actually, Walt Flanagan rang me up um, when I bought the comics, which is kind of weird uh, if you think about it. Because um, the other book that I bought that day also was drawn by Walt Flanagan um, and signed by him. But I kind of regret not bringing the first yeah. issue of the book to have Walt Flanagan mm-hmm. sign it. So I'd have the whole set signed. Um but yeah, and, and on the counter of Jane's on Bob's secret stash are uh, printouts of directions from how to get to uh, the quick stop from the uh, comic book store. Uh, so, you know, that was the only thing me and that girl were doing that day was going to the comic book store. So we're like, oh, we absolutely have to go to the quick stop as well. Um, so if I remember correctly, not only did I buy a pack of cigarettes, but somewhere exists a photo of me leaning up against the quick stop wall smoking a cigarette um so yeah just always been a fan of kevin smith been a fan always been a fan of the movie clerks um and uh yeah is that what your relationship with the movie um i don't remember what the first kevin smith movie i saw was but there you know i went through long stretch of time through my uh uh like early teens up through my you know, mid twenties, where like I would count him as one of my favorite directors, mm-hmm. but I kind of feel think of it as like a uh, like the relationship I have with Nicktoons. Explain. There's a definite cutoff line where I'm like, okay, I'm not. Yeah, you're. Boring. Yeah, you're just done with it. Not, not so much done with it, just like it's it, it, uh, it's not for me anymore. And then, um whatever for in whatever way maybe maybe i'm not for it anymore you know what i mean yeah um like i like for me with nick tooth it's spongebob square pants yeah where is it for kevin smith movies for you uh what what was right before uh oh, let me look up his the chronological i sent it i sent it to you there let me see if i can pull that up real quick so i don't have to you talk- um, I'm gonna say Zach and Mary make a porno. After that, they weren't like Jersey Girl was the first uh, time like the 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 bolts on the wheel started to loosen. Mm-hmm. But then they got me back with Clerks too, and Zach and Mary make a porno. And then Red State was next, and I I, I saw Red State and I enjoyed Red State. But I didn't rush to see Red State, and then everything after that, five like the the four movies after that, yeah, um, well, six we count Cop Out, which for purposes of today's discussion, uh, we will not be counting Cop Out because I believe let, let let's get it out of the way right now because there's a, there's an argument to be made that Cop Out because he directed it is a is a Kevin Smith movie, mm-hmm. but I feel like he had uh, he. He admits himself he lacks a certain 
directorial and visual style mm-hmm. so that him just pointing the camera at things does not really make a Kevin Smith movie. It needs to be written yeah. by Kevin Smith as well. So Cop Out, I don't fully count as a as a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like I like it, it got to the point where the la- his four most recent movies, Tusk, Yoga Hosers, James on Bob Reboot, and Clerk Three, I had not seen. And Tusk came out in what, like two thousand fourteen? Yeah, and I mean in all fairness, Clerks Three just came out this year. Right. Right. But but um, that means I had not uh, a director that I would you used to you used to classify as one of your favorite directors. Yeah, I you hadn't had seen, seen a new movie yeah. of his in eight years. Yeah, um, I did to to spoil a bit of my uh, what are you watching over the last? And actually, I think within twenty four hours, I watched Clerks Three, James Bond uh, reboot, Yoga Hosers, and Tusk. Um, so, aside from again the non counted cop out, I've now seen all 13 what I would designate as Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. Um, um, and I also kind of feel like I, I kind of like I just listened to a podcast yesterday, uh, the Bill Simmons podcast, and he was a guest for like the last hour. And I, I mean, I think he still seems like a cool dude, but like his kind of shtick not even real stick, but like his, his long-windedness and his answering of questions and stuff like that kind yeah. of is, is weird thin on me. Like, I don't know... Like, I, you and me saw him record a podcast. I also went to go see a Q&A with him. Yeah. Um, actually, right near my house. Now, mm-hmm. uh, where I live now. I would be able to... If, if, if I live now where I... If I live then where I do now, I would be able to walk to the venue to see the, um, it was a Q and A, and he answered one question. Yeah, well, in the um, in the evening with he, you know, he a single, it's like a four hour long. The first evening with is like a four hour long DVD, and I think he answers like maybe five questions. Um, no, 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 much more than that. Than that. No, because like all of his questions, all of his answers were like forty five minutes long. Yeah, but like, like I can just uh, let me just think of the ones I can think of off the top of my head, and I'm trying not to confuse them with the evening harder. He answers the Prince question, the Tim Burton question, the uh, the the lesbian asking him about chasing Amy, mm-hmm. uh, the the guy that wants like wants to asking if he wants to smoke, he's like he's kind of acting like he wants to suck his dick. Oh yeah. Um, All right, maybe it's maybe tells maybe a story about, he tells a story about his, meeting his wife. Maybe I'm being unrealistic. Maybe it was more than five, but he does he 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 does his no, his. Because no, I remember going into the Q and A that I saw, expecting, like being, like disappointed and shocked at how little was questions were asked because I was like coming off of the DVDs, I was expecting. Um, you know, much more like information and questions, but like, yeah, like to this, like the movies of his that I like and I, I still love, mm-hmm. but especially after watching Clerks 3, 
I don't think that I'm going to rush to see whatever he makes next. No. Um, let's get into it so we could, uh, um, real quick before we get like really into the movie, uh, the logo for Clerks itself are um, ransom letter style letter cutouts. Mm-hmm. Um, the C is from Cosmopolitan Magazine. The L is from Life Magazine. The E is from Rolling Stone. The R is from a bag <laughs> of Ruffles potato chips. And the K is from a Clark bar. And the S is from a box of Goobers. Let me ask you a question, Adam. <clears throat> but, now, I kind of did a reverse of what you did. Um, I watched this after having watched the four movies I needed to watch to catch up to his filmography. You, including Clerks 3, mm-hmm. I watched before I watched this. You watched I, this. I watched this and then turned it off and then put on Clerks 3. I think having watched Clerks 3 right before I watched this dampened my opinion of this movie. I don't think watching it this time, I did not enjoy it as much as I used to enjoy it. I think watching Clerks and then immediately watching Clerks 3 dampened my opinion of Clerks 3. I think, I mean, we'll get into it later, but Clerks 3, I think I get what he's doing, mm-hmm. but it comes off to me as lazy. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about it later. Um, uh, also, how, can you? How do? How's my? Uh, how's my audio sound? Sound fine to me. Okay, because I'm going old school with it, and I'm going actually like, for as usually what I've been doing is just having my phone like next to me and talking, but I'm going headphones. Um. I'm going headphones right now with a microphone on that, like you know, iPhone headphones. So sounds, sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, um, I always, for- been weird, always been weirded out by the old VSQ intro. Yeah, I forgot how insane the VSQ, the old VSQ logo used to be. Fucking bananas. Um, um, we get a first title card of many title cards in this movie. Dante. Um, oh, that's the one I missed. Because no. the first one I have listed is vilification. Something, uh, something that's always confused me when Dante wakes up. Oh, it's also there's something there's something in that sequence of Dante like getting ready for work that's always bugged me and always confused me. The thing that's always confused me is he goes into the kitchen and then like does he just have like Nesquik powder in a cookie jar and then he pours milk into the top of the cookie jar and that's where he makes his Nesquik. I don't know, but I, but I know that because uh, it's a pig cookie jar. Yeah. And uh, drinking out of a pig is what we call doing body shots off a fat girl and cuff. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I like how you were so like, if you listen to the Halloween podcast, we like you're so like, you're so uh, not offended, but you're just like. You're like, I can't believe that we've just spent like the past 15 minutes rating women. And then you say something like that. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it was a one joke and it's done. And it was a joke. We, we yeah. literally just were like, uh, you know, uh, we basically were about to co-found Facebook after that. Based on... No. Um, the thing that's always annoyed me about get that, that reference, because I, I thought that was clever and I didn't get any flash of recognition. No, me. that was that was good. I enjoyed that. Okay. Um, 
the thing that's always annoyed me in that um, opening sequence with Dante is like <coughs> he's getting dressed and there's like a bunch of clothes all over the floor and he's kind of like picking stuff up and moving them around. It's very subtle and probably I'm, I'm, I can't be the only one who knows it, but I'm sure I'm the only one on this podcast that notices it. What he does, what, what Dante does is he picks up a t-shirt, puts it back down, picks it up and moves it around a little bit, puts it back down and then picks it up and goes, Oh, okay. I'll wear this one. Like it's, it's, it's it's supposed to be like oh his you know his 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 shit's all over the place and he's like d- digging through his clothes to find like a clean shirt but he literally picks up a shirt like examines it puts it back down just moves it around a little bit and then picks up the exact same shirt and that's the shirt that he puts on and it's always annoyed me like there's like there's literally just shit everywhere like I, I you know what always annoyed me the fact that he comes like why was he sleeping in the closet yeah it's always that's always been a because it's not like he was out partying. He said he closed last night. Yeah, I don't know. Like the only thing I could ever imagine was like he's talking about, excuse me, how um he's been like talking on the phone to Caitlin. Um, so I was like, the only thing I could think of is like he was like in the closet talking on the phone. So like whoever he lived oh, to, like- to to so like whoever because because I think I'm pretty sure he lives with his mom. Yeah. Because at one point, Veronica, her name's Veronica, right? Yeah, they call yeah. her Ronnie. Yeah, Veronica um, says she called the house and his mom, her, his mom told him that like she, he went into work. Um, so I assume that he lives with his mom. So I, the only thing that, the, 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 the way I rationalized it in my head was that he was in the closet talking on the phone so that like people walking by wouldn't hear that he wasn't that he was talking to a girl that wasn't Veronica. Hmm. Um, but it is that that is another thing that's always annoys me, annoyed me. Um, when he leaves the house, there's a motorcycle, like right up the the front walkway. Is that is that Dante's motorcycle? I just I, I, I probably not. I don't know who it would be. No, but I don't know. Um. Very shortly after getting to Quick Stop and him opening up, we we uh, we we see the 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 gub jump jammed in the shutters, um, and then he's he goes and we get a Tarantino sh- uh, perspective from the trunk shot, um, which is uh, non. I mean, spoiler, not spoiler, but is it in reboot or Clerks Three? Where I think it's Clerks in reboot. Where Jay reveals that him, he's been, he's the one that put the gum in the. Oh, I, I it, it was it was most likely in reboot because I. He's, I think he, it, he's, I think it's when they're outside the store at the end. Him and, uh, uh, in the movie, his daughter, mm-hmm. um, who, uh, she makes an appearance in Clerks Three. I don't. Did you ever get around to finishing it? No, I have to. I, I think I fell asleep with like maybe twenty minutes left, and I have to go back and finish. She makes an appearance in Clerks Three mm-hmm. with no, because I, I watched Clerks Three first and then reboot. Like I kind of went backwards. Like, mm-hmm. Um, I I thought I fell asleep at a point because she just shows up, and mm-hmm. there's no context for it in Clerks Three. I mean, like, there's, you know what I mean? Like, they don't say, oh, look, it's Jay's daughter. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So I'm like, who the fuck is, why is she here all of a sudden? Yeah. 
Um, do you know that the dude who hangs out with Elias, like Elias is in Clerks 3, Elias is Silent Bob, is uh, Kevin Smith's daughter's boyfriend? No, I didn't know that. There's like a whole, like, there's like a web series, I think, um, that they made like during COVID because like he like moved in with, hmm? you going in? He like moved in with them during COVID. So like him and Kevin Smith made like this little like web series thing of just like, you know, living with your, living with your daughter's boyfriend type thing. Hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I get. We get the. Uh, I assure you, we. I assure you, we're open. Um, sign. It's just and it like that too. Like it even it it even like we just talked about how Kevin Smith is very like long winded and stuff. Like even that, like it can't just be. We're open. We're open. It's I assure you, we're open. Um, we also get my favorite sign in the movie is the uh, if you plan on if you plan to shoplift, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> which um, you brought up your the first title card that you um, you took note of, which was uh, vilification. Mm-hmm. Now there's a bunch of title cards in this movie, so vocabulary words. Um, Zach took Zach took note of the things I took note of them, and also looked up the definition of all of them. So vilification is abusively despairing speech or writing. Um, we... Hold on a second. I just saw something. Um, you know who's coming to... The, I'm sorry, disparaging. Uh, Did I say despairing? Disparaging. Abusively disparaging speech or writing. You know who's coming to the um, not named but referenced Keswick Theater on March 16th of next year, Adam? Kevin Smith? No, uh-huh. a group of rock and roll bagpipers. Yeah, I'm listening. I'll give you three guesses as to their pun take off another band name that they call themselves. Hmm. Is the is the pun bagpipe related or kilt related? I'll tell you if you, if you don't get it within two, I'll, I'll give you that hint for your third guess. Um, huh. Try try one each. That's what I'm trying to think. Mm. I don't know why, but for some reason I'm coming up with uh, mamas and the pipers. <laughs> no, that's uh, not bad though. Yeah. Um, trying to think of a good kilt pun band name. The Rockers too. So this you you specifically said Rockers, which I feel like gives me kilt switching gauge. No, that's also very clever. But no, and your third guess is bagpipe related. It is bagpipe related. Mm-hmm. And you were mm-hmm. not. In terms of the band that they would be playing off of, you are very far off. Mm-hmm. But your guess was not very far off. If that makes any sense. Hmm. 
I got nothing else. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, that makes sense. Fuck. Um, I feel uh, like I've. So- oh, you know what? I've heard that before, because someone said something like, "I saw like an Instagram reel." I gotta talk to you about Instagram reels, dude. But my, I saw an Instagram reel one time where it was like the mom bought tickets to what she thought was the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but it was the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Uh, coincidentally, I just saw this as an ad on Instagram. Um, I it, it was it, it, while watching the movie, I remembered. It's been a while since I watched this movie, but I remembered the whole. The, whole, the way this movie was made was that Kevin Smith was a clerk at the convenience store right. during the day, and then they would film. They filmed for like night. 21 nights straight or something like that. that. They couldn't open the shutters. So they, yeah, so they couldn't open the So they, they can, he wrote into the, the script that the shutters would be closed, um, which, you know, clever. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's, it's all very you know, clever filmmaking and doing it like uh, they even mentioned in Clerks, uh, like like uh, Clerks Three, like they did in black and white. For mm-hmm. like, I think in in the movie they say because they don't like the color palette, or like the guy explains why they should do it in black. I forget, but like he says that the 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 colors the color palette in the in the Quick Stop is terrible, and also that it would make it seem like security footage, like yeah, like, subconsciously. I'm looking for. There's a movie. That's, it's like. It's not. It's not a like it's not a documentary. It's like a dramatiz. It's like a re uh, a dramatic re reenactment, of, um. Of like the making of Clerks. And I can't remember what I think it's, it's called. I think it's called Shooting Clerks. Yeah, it's called Shooting Clerks. It's it's a this guy wrote and directed a movie about Kevin Smith writing and directing Clerks. Uh, based on how Kevin Smith makes his movies now, uh, his next movie will be called Shooting Shooting Clerks, and it will be about the making of the movie of. Yeah, about him making clerks. Yeah, probably. Um, uh, I, I moved away from my notes. Let me go back to them. Uh, I like the idea of carrying around a just a lung and a trach ring in a bag. Um, um, how much foot traffic is this store getting to build a crowd big enough like that? Like that we see when uh, Veronica finally comes in and breaks it up. Um, I mean. You've been in a Wawa at like, I don't know, yeah, eight o'clock in the morning, like, eight, nine o'clock in the morning. This doesn't seem like a Wawa type of store. No, but were there, were, were Wawa's as like rampant as they no, are like in 94? At the very least, 7 Eleven were. I know, yeah, but like maybe this is just like, this is, this is just the neighborhood store. You know, um, I did pop a little for when when she kicks the guy out and she comes back, like this shot of her as she like like comes back to like the front side of the store. It's like she's like sitting in front of an entire display of Entenmann singles. Mm-hmm. I I got a kick out of that. <laughs> um, 
Um, I, I spent a lot of the movie curious more because, I mean, maybe it's, you know, just seen this, I've seen this movie probably 10 times, a dozen times. Um, wondering more for the first time about the guy who called out sick and the boss. Like I never gave much thought to the, the people within this universe. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's only two people that work at the store ever. Don no. Ray and this guy that called out sick. Three. I mean, at least three. Dante, Randall, but and the guy Randall, who called out sick. But, like, I don't get the impression that Randall actually works. That's a quick stop because I don't get the impression that Dante actually ever worked. Like, like I don't get the impression that they just go back and forth between the two stores. I, I feel like the the, the oh, owner see, because I get that impression. Both. No, I don't. I, I don't get the impression that Dante ever works at the video store. Yeah, I get the impression that they, but that they like it's the 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 person who owns them owns both of them, and they're just the same employees for both of them. I definitely get the impression that the owner owns both. But like I, I like I like no I never got it even like up until this conversation now it never the, the idea never even occurred to me of Dante working at the video store I don't oh yeah I always got the vibe that they it was just like one it's the one guy who owns both stores and instead of hiring like he just has a bunch of people who can work who work between both stores mm-hmm. um, uh, we get the over. Uh, Jane, Simon, Bob. I say that well, the next title card I have is Jane, Simon, and Bob, and we get um, we get the the line from from Jay, like a car drives by or something. And he just goes, "What's up, baby? What's up, sluts?" <laughs> this when he says, uh, "I'll fuck anything that moves." Yeah. Later. I think I forget, it's, but it's 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 within like one of the very like first few times I've seen him. Um, um yeah, there's well, a there, what's got, your uh, Oh, good. No, go ahead. Okay. I see the floor to you. There is. Uh, I was watching something. I can't remember if it was if it was watching or listening to um, something of Kevin Smith. Um, <coughs> but he's talking about how they like their their boom mic was basically just a microphone like taped to a hockey stick. Yeah. Um, and he was talking about how. Uh, there's a few lines that stand out as actually like some of like my favorite lines in the movie that make me laugh like every time I hear them, and it's just like random lines. But it was the person who just happened to be closest to the microphone who got them. So like the reason that's why you can hear them so well. Mm-hmm. The one is when the Chulies rep is um is talking, uh is like talking to the crowd, and he says that something like uh like Dante like starts giving him shit, and he's like oh yeah he's like. And he, he'll just say that he's doing his job. He's like, you know who else is doing their job? The Nazis. And you just hear someone go, fucking Nazi. <laughs> and there's another point where somebody tells him to, I forget what he says. Somebody tells him to, sm- I forget what the guy says that makes the background person say it. But the background person tells him to smoke his big fat cock. <laughs> and he's, it's just like these two random throwaway lines, but they just happen to be the closest person to the microphone. Mm-hmm. If not the person holding the microphone, so that's why they got picked up so clearly. Because like when when they're both said, they're like, oh, "There's a bunch of people yelling different shit at once." 
So those two lines stand out very clearly just because they're the person who's closest. Um, uh, How are you? We, in, uh, what? No, go ahead. What were you going to say before I did my uh, what, what uh, I'm about fucking to say now? How, yeah. how are you at painting nails? Um, not good. Yeah, I'm shit at it. Yeah, I've I've, I've, never, um, I've never done it from that angle though. Yeah, that might make it easier. Because I've always done it like, like, like facing when, the person. Yeah, when like the baby's like Beck's doing her nails, and then like the baby's one, and like she's yeah. here and gives the dad a dad. Like I'm awful at it. Um, I I both uh love. Although that. let me tell you, it's been a while since I've had to paint somebody's nails, mm-hmm. and I've gotten I've 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 noticed in myself as a woodworker. I've noticed my ability to use a paintbrush has gotten better. Like my technique has gotten better. So I'd be curious to paint someone's. Nails. I'm gonna ask Katie if I can paint her nails. Keep me updated. Yeah, um, I'm. Bo- I both enjoy and also find a bit of pretentiousness in the broad generalization, generalizing about broad wordplay. I like that line. It's 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 clever. But, like, I kind of, like, looking back at it right this second, I'm like, okay, I can see the the breadcrumbs that led to what how I feel about Kevin Smith now mm-hmm. in that line. Yeah. Um, you talk about how this movie, I mean, it's very of its time. Very of its time. It's very 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very 1994. I don't think this movie would fly today. A lot no, of no probably not. Um, I forget what maybe exactly write that. Um, I think probably someone got called uh, the F word. Yeah, I, I know. Um, I know. Uh, Jay uses it. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, something that I use liberally. Liberally. Um, that's I. I took from this movie. I say almost like I say at least on a weekly basis. A uh, bunch of savages in this town. Um, mainly when I, like I'm at work and there's just like aisles are just like fucked up for no reason, and it's like just customers like just, they pick something off the shelf and then just don't put it back. I'm just like fucking savages in this town, dude. Um, question, because I could not get like like I I think I had a headphone in when I was listening, and I still could not because I watched the movie on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, is Scott Mosher's character's name Willem. Willem or William? No, no, Willem. Willem? Like, okay. yeah. Uh, we get the, I think the funniest couple bits here is the, is the, the 37. What is, what is happening? Sorry, I was scratching something uh, on the tablecloth. Um, I didn't realize it would pick up that well. Oh, it, yeah, it's not. It's... <laughs> There's there's like something on the tablecloth and I was scratching it with the with the with the yeah, blade of the uh the thirty uh thirty seven dicks and then the guy going in a row. I, I like I always love that. And the, then the guy uh, walking like following after her in the parking lot when he's ooh, trying not to suck keep, his dick on the way to the car. Keep that guy in mind for a second. I always really like how many dicks have you sucked? And she's like thirty six. She's like thirty six, including me? And she's like thirty seven. She's like, I'm thirty seven. <laughs> Uh, were you uh, saving that guy? Is that the guy that was originally supposed to be Silent Bob? 
yes, that guy was originally supposed to be Silent Bob because Kevin Smith originally wrote uh, the role of Randall for himself. And he, he's joked in the evening. <laughs> so that's why Randall has all the best lines is because Kevin Smith originally wrote them for himself. Speaking of Randall, that is my next uh, uh, capitalized. I capitalized all of the, the title cards. My next capitalized note is Randall. Because uh, now here's the thing in Clerks, uh, we talked about this briefly when I saw you the other day. In Clerks 3, it's very clear that that door in between the Quick Stop and RSP video is like Randall's Clerks home. It's where Randall lives. That does not appear to be the case here. No. Because he comes from the right of yeah. RSP video. Um, uh, uh, they're both trying. Rent- they're both trying to rent dental school. Yeah, my that's dental school. I wonder what what that movie would be. Yeah. Oh, here's a question for you. I, I mean, it's not a question because I, I can't answer it. I, I'm, I'm sure it's been long enough that you won't be. I wish there's certain things like inconsequential things that like sometimes you wish like you're like I I wish there was like my brain was cataloged. Like my memories were cataloged, mm-hmm. and like I like that episode, like that episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, because I got to thinking, and I'll never know the answer. There's no way to know the answer at this point. I'm never going to remember it. But I wonder what the last movie I rented was. Like rented, like a physical copy of. Yeah, like went to a video store, but I at that point it was a DVD. There's um, there's a there's a few things that like like that though. I I I was saying to somebody the one time, um, oh, you know what I was talking about? I was talking about my my youngest. I don't know what it was, but my youngest just decided to be like the easiest child in the world to potty train. Like I guess like one day he woke up and he just decided I'm potty train. Um, that's what the the doctor keeps telling us about. And when we, we, we asked them, like, when they're ready, they're ready. They're just gonna yeah. Do it. Like, I, I, like, I picked him up the one day, and um, my ex was just like, oh, yeah, he's in, you know, he's oh, wearing. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> like, you just, you, you dropped him off one day, and then you went to pick him up the next day, and just because, oh, yeah, he's potty trained. <laughs> no, no, like, I picked, I picked him up the no, one day. That, and, that, yeah. That, and she was just like, oh, he's in underwear. He's been in underwear all week and hasn't had, like, an accident all week. I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, literally, like, I dropped him off, like, two, a couple days later. And then I picked him up, like, two weeks later, um, to, like, the next, like, two, you know, every other, like, every other weekend type deal. Picked him up the next weekend that I picked him up. And she's like, oh, he's, like, he's not only wearing underwear, like, all day, every day, but now he's also sleeping in underwear. So, like, he's, Cause like, you know, like that's always like the last step is like they're, they're potty trained, but they're still wearing like a pull up or a diaper to bed mm. just in case. But now he's like literally just completely off of like diapers. Um, so I was saying to Katie the one day, I was like, you know, there's like this, there's a, there's like this moment in a parent's life where like, it's like they change their last diaper. Um, and I said that to her, I'm like, I'm going to bribe her kids with money 
to just be potty trained. I'm like, cause those like, those are the only diapers that I would ever change now. Um, because my kids, just, my, my youngest just decided to be potty trained, but there's also okay. weird things. Like there's, you know, you don't know, you don't, you there's no time to like figure, like looking back, you, you'll never know when it was, but there's a time where there's the last time your parents picked you up. Mm-hmm. And there's like the last time that you went outside to play with your friends. Uh, there's also the one uh, like uh, there's at uh, some point in your life, there's the last time that you wake, fall asleep in one place and wake up in another. Yeah. Uh, because again, it, it, that goes back to like the being able to be picked up by your parents. Um, uh, kind of bumming me out, enough, but. Yeah, now I'm, now I'm really curious. I want the last movie I rented was. Yeah, like and like I said, there's no way to check. Yeah, there's no way to figure it out. Like it's just something that I, I'll never know the answer to. Um, like it's syntax. I could I can tell you the last movie that I rented through a streaming service. That Scream. You didn't have access. Wasn't it on? Showtime or something? No, because here's what happened. I I looked it up. I put turn on my fire stick. Um, <laughs> if you listen to the Scream podcast, we talked about the technical difficulties we faced. I, I, um, yeah, I've, I've listened to the first ten minutes of it. Man, um, Alex and I were supposed to record on on October thirtieth, and we were going to. I was going to post the episode on Halloween Day. Um, so I go to, I go to record with him on the 30th and I turn on my fire stick, type scream into the search and it only comes up for rent on Amazon, but it was like, but it was like a dollar and yeah, it was like a dollar and 99. So I go to rent it. So I rented it. We end up having technical difficulties. Don't end up getting to use the rented version to record. So then when we actually do get the chance to record, I searched it again and I was fully prepared to rent it again, but now it was on stars. So I rented scream, did not watch it. And then ended up watching it on stars a few days later. Mm. Um, syntax though, the arrangement of words and phrases to create well-formed sentences in a language. Speaking of uh, words and phrases, I feel like one of Kevin's in this movie specifically, he comes up with solid character names. Nothing like crazy, but like Caitlin Bree, that's like a solid name. Um, what's I have? Uh, I have other names. Dante Hicks. Uh, Dante Hicks not great. Apparently, I read on IMDb. Apparently, what's Randall's last name. Graves. Randall Graves is not bad. Um, apparently. Rick Darris is another one. Rick Darris, yeah. Apparently, uh, Clerks is loosely based on Dante's Inferno, mm-hmm. which is why Dante's name is Dante, and which is why there are nine title cards throughout the course of the movie of vocabulary words to represent the nine levels, uh, circles of hell. Don't know where else the uh, the similarities lie, aside from the character name and the nine levels of hell, but um, um, I noticed <clears throat> more this time than any other time I've read it. The, uh, read it, uh, watched it. 
the amateurism of the line reading on some in, in spots. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, like it's borderline makes it seem more realistic. Mm-hmm. But also, when you're watching it in the mindset of watching a movie, it's very noticeable that it's people not reading their lines, right? It's like, like if you saw without any context, if someone showed it to you, you'd never seen it before, and they told you it was 100% real, the kind of, the way they kind of stumble over their lines and words sometimes mm-hmm. could make it seem... It's like, um, it's like Jay's thing at the end of the movie, where it's like, he says, like, my grandma always says, like, what's a plate? He's like, oh, wait, I messed up. Like, what's a good plate with nothing on it? Like, <laughs> or whatever he yeah, says. But like, but, like, but then when you watch it in the, so, like, if, if you were in that, like, in that scenario where you didn't know it was a movie, mm-hmm. and you saw it, you're like, oh, yeah, this, that, that, that makes me think it's real. Yeah. But when you're watching it and you know it's a movie and you know it's people acting, it just comes off as like amateur. Um, I like when Dante is describing how <laughs> he's, he's, he's recounting the times that Caitlin has cheated on him mm-hmm. and he refers to a halftime and, right. and Randall questions it. And she's like, he's like, he's like, people scream out all kinds of weird stuff when they have sex. Like one time I called a girl mom, uh, but I like the idea of like someone considering their significant other in like going to a room to intentionally cheat on them going into the wrong room and then still having like Caitlin going into a room thinking she's having sex with someone other than Dante ends up having sex with Dante because she can't see because it's dark and then calling him that other person's name I like the idea that he considers that a half cheat um do you have a favorite of the porno titles that Randall reads? Yes, but before you get there, I want to say one of my favorite lines. I want to tell you one of my favorite lines in the entire movie. Okay. He says, high school is all about algebra, bad lunch, and infidelity. I enjoy that. I honestly don't remember that one. I just watched he, he, talk, he, he says it. Um, I, I get that. I know the context. Yeah, he says, it says it when, he, when he's talking about cheating. Um, I do have a favorite uh, porn title that, that Randall reads. What is yours? Uh, coming in shots. Oh no, mine's come on Eileen. That's that's, that's clever. Yeah, but I I like coming in shots because it makes me um, it, it raises questions. Are you coming while wearing socks? Like you're you're donning the socks. That's like that's all. Yeah. Or are you coming into into the socks? It's like peeing in a pool or peeing into the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we're introduced uh, to my favorite character of the movie. Oh, oh wait, before you get there, um, apparently when they shot the scene where Randall is reading all of the titles, he refused <laughs> to read the list in front of the woman and especially like in front of the woman's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not in the same room when Randall's reading the, mm. the list off, but the reaction that they filmed of her is of her is like the reaction they filmed of him reading the 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 list is because someone just read the list to her anyway. <laughs> um, um, there's uh, 
weird line reading. One of the another like pointing to like what I was talking about. Like you can tell that they're not uh, professionals. Is when uh, oh wait, but don't don't say it yet. I wanted to talk about something that I realized that was really meta. In my head, I don't remember where it was from, but I remember Kevin Smith talking about somewhere about how difficult it was to get the cat to use the litter box on camera. When it, when he's like sitting on the counter and he's like shitting in front of the customer. Um, in Clerks 3, they talk about that because they have Elias hold the cat the whole day so it doesn't go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they so they can get that shot. And I was like, oh, I'm like, that's like, that's super meta right there. Like, that's a deep meta cut right there. But uh, I'm assuming what you were going to say is he cannot speak it good like we do. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, like, it, like, it made me, like, shake my head and, like, hey, what did he say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I love fuck you, Yankee Blue Jeans. Yeah. Fuck you, Yankee Blue Jeans is like, is a solid name for a punk band or a metal band. Just the whole Olaf thing, like the this whole Berserker song. Yeah. No. Um, I, I, I have a note to say that I wish we could hear the full version of Berserker. We get a, a, a decent amount of it later, mm-hmm. but still not like the full. We don't get the full Berserker. Yeah. Uh, do you like which 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 couplet do you like better? The uh, uh, my love for you like a truck. Would you like some making fuck or the my love for you like ticking clock? Uh, would you like to suck my cock? It has to be the the, the love for you is like a truck. Would yeah. you like to make some fuck? Just because the 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 follow up. Did he say making fuck? Um, one line in this movie that I've always hated is uh, when they're talking about the uh, independent contractors dying on the Death Star. Right. And the contractor comes up and he start talk, starts talking to him. I've always hated the line, babyface Bambino, the gangster. Like, fuck off. Oh. Yeah. No, I'm not. It's not even what. The Pringles but, guy, the guy who gets the can stuck in the can, sounds like someone. And I couldn't put my finger on who it sounded like. No, no. But, you know, I, I guarantee you, you're not going to be like, oh, this guy. Oh, yeah. Here. Uh, the I feel like <clears throat> I feel like this movie gets more credit for its like pop culture conversations and stuff than mm-hmm. it deserves. Like Kevin Smith in general does weave pop culture into his script and stuff, but I feel like Mallrats and Chasing Amy were much more <clears throat> that than this. Like aside from, excuse me, aside from the Star Wars conversation and the little salsa sh- shark conversation, mm. there's not that much of it in this. Mm. Not really, no. Like you get more, especially in like, uh, like Chasing Amy gets like the Chasing Amy's the one with like the cryptid condom and stuff like that, right? No, it's Mallrats. Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because I think because 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 in Mall in Mallrats, a lot of the the stuff that's talked about is comic book related, and it's like and it's Brody sexualizing the characters in the comic books. See, I 
I, I'm a and he's, and he, and he's, because I because I I guarantee you. I feel like that conversation happens in a food court, but I also think it happens in a food court in Chasing Amy. But the more I'm sorry, because we'll talk about it later. I, I have not seen Mall Rats as much as I have seen mm-hmm. some of the other ones. But uh, but again, I think like <coughs> like if you were like writing about the influence of. Uh, uh, pop culture on independent films in uh, the early 90s. Like if you were uh, uh, writing an article in 1994, you would like probably point to Reservoir Dogs and this. Mm-hmm. But I, I think this, this this doing that is a little, might be a little bit overblown in retrospect. No. Um, but still, the the the, the, the contractor on the desk still an iconic, I feel like, uh, uh, movie pop culture conversation. Yeah. Uh, um, what's vagary? Vagary is an unexpected. It's not, vag- it's not vagary. Vag- vagary is. As oh, it is vag. It is vagary. I'm sorry. Vagary is an unexpected, inexplicable change in a situation or in someone's behavior. Um, I like the scene that follows. With the woman um, questioning Randall if any of the movies you're using, I don't watch movies. Uh, my favorite part of the scene is when she leaves and then Randall yells out, like, you can't rent here anymore. <laughs> you can't rent. She's goes, like, yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 um, <laughs> a word that I use quite often because of this movie is the word ruse. I love Randall's like, I don't appreciate your ruse, ma'am. She's like, my what? Your your ruse, your cunning attempt to trick me. How do we feel about the egg guy and, by extension, the woman who explains the situation? I mean... Did you hear that? Did you fart? Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, <laughs> I'm sure... I'm sure there were tons of people, because... Kevin Smith wrote the movie by what he saw. And I'm sure there were people who would come in and search for that perfect dozen of eggs. I'm sure they didn't go through, go to it to the point where Walt Flanagan does in this role. Um, And I'm sure it wasn't just all guidance counselors um, who were doing it. Um, You know, it's a little, it's, it's believable in this world that there's somebody out there who does this there's like there's like a psych a, a psychosis basically that exists because your life is so boring and mundane we're not boring money your job is so useless that like you have to like m- do something to find like this perfect dozen of eggs um the woman who explains the situation who ma- manually masturbates caged animals mm-hmm. is kevin smith's sister That's all I got. Okay. Uh, uh, Adam, what's, uh, what's purgation? The purification or cleansing of someone or something. Oh. Uh, I like that when Randall sells the little girl cigarettes, like, he's like absent. He's not even paying attention. Mm. He still like grabs the pack of matches. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, I like that like he's absent-minded and he like, does that, but he also like reaches down yeah. to hand the cigarettes. Um, 
Um, uh, I, I always like the line, ooh, Navy SEALs. Navy SEALs. Um, um, did, did you catch a, There's a little bit of a, a very subtle thing in that montage of stupid customers mm-hmm. that, that uh, dates the movie against where we are today in, in today's, like, how things are done today. Oh, the, what do you mean I drink this coffee hot? Yeah. Iced coffee is a thing now. No. Iced coffee is a very common thing. Yeah. I enjoy an iced coffee. I, I, I enjoy an iced coffee black with sugar. If I'm going to have a coffee, which is like very, very, very rare. Mm-hmm. I don't think about a coffee in a year or two. Um, iced coffee. I'd rather have an iced coffee than a um, Let me tell you, if I drink a, oh, a hot cup of coffee... Regardless of me drinking hot or cold coffee, at some point the coffee will make my stomach turn upside down. Um, right, but it takes longer for it to happen with cold with iced coffee than it does hot coffee. Um, I never find the sweet. That my problem with hot coffee, and I, I explain this many times to many people. I just never. I, I've probably done it multiple times on this podcast. I never find that sweet spot between where it's too hot to drink. Or where it's too room temperature that it makes my stomach hurt. Um, in my experience, the best cup of coffee. Actually, what made me start drinking coffee black um, was uh, diner coffee. Because diner coffee, because like in my head, like the reason why you put cream in your coffee <coughs> is the cream is generally cold and it cools the coffee down a little bit. And it also adds the flavor to it, adds more flavor to it. Diner coffee is generally always the – is like in my experience, I've never gotten a cup of coffee at a diner where I couldn't like – the second they put it down on the table, I couldn't instantly take a sip of it. Um, so drink diner coffee. Theory, I don't go to many diners. I'll have to test your theory. Yeah, drink diner coffee. Um, Adam, Adam. Wait, don't say anything. I always appreciate the line, especially now hey, working hey, in – what? No, I was saying something. Uh, especially now working in real t- in retail, uh, this job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers. Oh, I always always said that at the fucking. Uh, I said a variation of that when I worked at the hospital. Like, no, I say this job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking patients. No, no, it wasn't the patients. Like the job, the 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 job would have been much better if it wasn't for the fucking visitors. Yeah, um, the milkmaid who is looking for the uh, the old. Not the old, the uh, the the gallon of milk that expires the furthest into the future. Is, is the mother of the woman who manually masturbates? She is. Yes, she's also Kevin Smith's mom. <laughs> um, my favorite line in the uh, in the stupid customer montage is, uh, "Do you guys sell hubcaps for a seventy-two Pinto hatchback?" Yeah, I like that one. Ooh, me trucker magazine. <laughs> hey Adam, what's my lady? A general feeling of discomfort, illness, or uneasiness whose exact cause is difficult to identify. I actually uh, used I actually used that term today. Uh, let's talk about what's always bothered me, and it's even more apparent in Clerks Three. Is, is it, uh, does it bother you that Dante is not even supposed to be there today? Yeah, dude, he's like he he has, he closed last night. He's not supposed to be there. No, <laughs> um, why would they not? There had to be a, a different setup to play this hockey game. Yeah. Because Yeah, there's I, no I reason to, there's no reason to play on the roof. It's basically 
bubble hockey. There's yeah. No, they, they, and they're they, playing on skates, too. They in, in, in this one, they try to make it seem like they're moving around more than they have actual room for. In Clerks 3, like, it's, it's very clear. They're playing on, like, a 10 by 10 square. And they're basically, they just, ha- they, they can't move anywhere. Yeah. Um, something I, 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 like, I feel like I knew. First off, did they have to climb the ladder in their skates? Yeah. Weird. That's um, doable. Something I never noticed, or maybe I did and I didn't internalize it, and then I saw it this time, and I, like, like, the fact that I didn't, like, know it right away made me question if I ever knew it. But that's that's a clean shaven Scott Mosher yelling down at a yeah guy. okay yeah um, they did. I remember watching something. He's like, "Here's the one bit of movie magic is the the guy who the angry customer who jumps into the hockey <laughs> game is Scott Mosher clean shaven, and he's yelling at Willem who is Scott Mosher not clean shaven." And what made me realize it this time was I had a flashback to the story. Because here's another question that Kevin Smith answers in, in, in the first Q&A with Kevin Smith, the evening of Kevin Smith, is the story about meeting Mosier mm-hmm. and how when he first met Mosier, he thought he was like a pretty boy. Yeah. And then you see Mosier, the first, like up until this point, the only time you see Mosier, he looks like, you know, Willow. Well, he looks like a homeless dude. He looks like us, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so then when I saw this guy, I was like, like I, I admittedly went, Oh, that's like a like look at that like like handsome pretty boy, and I was like, oh fuck, is that Mosher? Yeah. <laughs> was that director of what? What did, what did he direct? This? He co-directed. Co-direct, he he co-directed uh, uh, the the Grinch. The Grinch. <laughs> the, the co-director of holiday classic, the Grinch, Scott Mosher. Um, is, is that producer of other holiday classic, Freebird? Uh, Free birds. Excuse me. Uh, I, I enjoy when they yell down, uh, hey, do you have any balls down there? <laughs> it's like about the biggest pair you've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, hey, Adam, what's a Harbinger? Um, before we go, i tell you what a Harbinger yeah, is. They're Harbinger. It's Harbinger. Har- Harbinger. You're, 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 you're absolutely correct. I'm trying um, to turn this into a vocabulary podcast, Adam, and yeah. you're fucking it up by trying to talk about this movie. There's a, a, a Soul Asylum song that they made a music video for, like, in the quick stop and the music video, like part of the music video is like the guys of soul asylum playing hockey on the roof against the guys from clerks. And the music video ends with like that. And it's very forced in the music video, but someone's screaming. I was like, are there any balls out there? And then Jay screaming back up about the biggest pair you've ever seen. Um, a harbinger Zach is a person or thing that announces or signals the approach of another. Um, this bathroom customer sucks. Yeah, I, I do like when he goes, they got bigger titties. <laughs> they, got, they got bigger titties in that one. Explain to me the timeline of, uh, what's her name? Uh, Julie, Julie Dwyer? Is that her name? The, the, one, the girl dies? Yeah. What about her? That's her name, right? Yeah. So, so she died yesterday in a pool. They already did the autopsy to find out it was a hemorrhage. Aneurysm. Aneurysm. And now already they're having her funeral and um, the next day. Maybe she's Jewish. I feel like Jewish people, when Jewish people, um, certain 
that was true. There would have been an autopsy. I don't think true. people could do that. You're right. Uh, I, I I believe that's true as well. Um, man, then that shoots my whole theory to hell. Because if I'm not mistaken, like Hasidic yeah, Jews, they would, have been, they would have been in the ground as quick as possible. Yeah, like they die, and then like 12 minutes later, they're they're buried. All right, let me ask you this question. Because here's here's uh, I think I had mentioned to you that I had a questionable. Does five minutes later count as a title card? Um. I don't have it, but mm. Mm. is the screen black and it has? Yes, yeah, it is. Nah, yeah, it's a title card. Uh, see, now we're getting into the trickier to, to pronounce. Uh, perspis- how, how do how do we pronounce this word? Anyway, right. I think Jewish people can get uh, can. You get autopsied. You think they can or cannot? Can I googled it? Okay. Um. By the way, if we wanted to do another uh, Matt Dalton like supercut of us mispronouncing words and stuff, this would be the episode. This would be the just us trying to. Uh, actually, yeah. I, I know the next couple. Um, Zach, are is is uh <laughs> she died mid backstroke. Um, I also like you hate people, but I love gatherings. It's ironic. Um, is the word you were thinking of, Zach? Perspicacity. Perspicacity? It was perspicacity. Yeah. Um, and, and perspicacity. I can guarantee you, first off, if we had spent uh, like 10 minutes, I don't think I ever would have landed on perspicacity hmm. as, uh, as a guest. Perspicacity is the quality of having a ready insight to things shr- or semicolon shrewdness. How far away was the funeral that it's night when they get back? Um, it's not necessarily that it has to be far. I mean, it goes but, from like zero no, to 60, night to dark no, now. When they, when they, not like that. Because I always imagine this being a small town. Right? Yeah. Where if you're at the quick stop and you're going to a funeral, the funeral house at the, the funeral house funeral home at the most is like 15 minutes away yeah it goes from daytime to nighttime not daytime to dusk Mm -hmm. like daytime to now it is the it's nighttime Hmm. i don't know maybe it's the winter you don't know I, i guess i don't no but they're not dressed for winter it's new jersey it's not like down south. You're not dressed for winter. Um, um, tabloid headlines are great. Bat I do, boy. I miss, Remember I Bat boy? Old, I miss old uh, old uh, tabloid. Yeah, I do remember Bat Boy. I, I, I miss those old tabloids. I, like, I have a note here. Um, um, I do have a note that if I had, like, if, I, if it was like 1995 and I got a cat and I was super into clerks I might name my cat annoying customer mm-hmm. I bet like call it AC or something like that yeah AC Slater um oh I don't know what you made me think of this the 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 deep another deep cut meta between clerks and clerks 3 do you know what clerks 3 uh, clerks was originally called when he was writing it 
Oh, what inconvenience? Is that Incon- what? Inconvenience, and that's what yeah. the name of that of Randall's movie is in Clerks Three. Um, like at, 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 at a certain point, at, like in here, I forget exactly. I, I mean, I guess when because he, he sp- is this when he spits at the guy, or is it what did he do to, to the tabloid guy? Spits on him. Like Randall's a dick, and we spits and we spits w- spits water on him. Randall's a dick, and like, like, how did we end up with three movies of this character? Because mm, like, he's a dick, but like, he's the dick that you want to be, you know? Mm, like, like, no, I don't want to spit. Like, I don't like. I have no desire to spit water at people. You never worked in retail. No, I did. I worked retail banking. Yeah, I didn't work in a store, but I was basically. I was basically a, a clerk at a bank. Yeah. That's a good point. And trust me, um, people are more annoying and more dicks when you're talking about their money yeah. than they are about their coffee and newspapers. True. Anyway. <clears throat> where are we? Hold on, where's my where it's still plugged into the charger, of course. Um, Adam, what's a paradigm? A typical example or a pattern of something a model. Semicolon, a model. Um I don't understand because this is the, the Rick Darris scene. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the girl who comes in is what character? The girl, is the girl who comes in is, is Joey Lauren Adams' sister from Chasing Amy. Okay. Um, why is she like? Who buys newspapers at night? Like, you should know the news at this point. Mm. Maybe she's um, maybe she's carving a pumpkin. She wants to lay it down. Also, would they be doing the ticket thing for the the cigarettes this late? Like, wouldn't she just come back? Um. Maybe good, might, they they do say that the the fine is increased because of the severe young age of the child. But yeah, but that's fine. But like, so like the only reason to do it that like at night is to try to catch the same clerk, right? Probably, yeah, I would assume. But so. if but if he'd come, but what if they just like what if what if he's the last thing the guy? What if Randall was working the job? And the last thing he did before clocking out was sell this four-year-old girl cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And then they come back at night, and the next guy on shift comes in and say, "Hey, were you working here all day?" If he had said no, then like, what, like, why would you just come back tomorrow, like during the day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we got Jane and Bob dancing. Um, oh, wait. We... What is huh? the question? Wait, is this before or after Caitlin shows up? Um, I think it's right before because because my note is my notes are Jane Silent Bob dancing, and then my next note is Caitlin seems like a piece of shit. Who's all right? Put yourself in in nineties mindset. <clears throat> Who's cuter, Caitlin or Veronica? Hmm. 
because honestly, I don't think either of them particularly. I don't find no, I don't find either of them attractive. Um, like actually, they make, Kate, they make Caitlyn out to be some like sort of like 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 Caitlyn banging you. Know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I they actually have a note that says uh, there's something <laughs> off about Caitlyn's teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, that I yeah, can't. They, they, put... they make it seem like 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 people like even Rick Darris or something like like they're like oh Caitlyn Bree she's so fucking hot and like yeah, yeah he's like, like he refers to like. Yeah, I think he refers to her as having like a rockin' bot or something like that. Yeah, she's. I feel like she's at the most comparable to Veronica. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I like the line of the uh, Dante calls Caitlyn's boyfriend Sing. She's like, it's Sang. Past tense. Oh, did you get to the part in Clerks Three where they address the fact that, like the the fact that they keep saying he's an Asian design major? I think so. Yeah, and they're like, like, why do you have to be racist? It's like it's not racist. He's a, he majored in Asian design. It just so happens that he's also Asian. Yeah. Um. um and she's and I wonder what. I, like I, I didn't really ever think about it before. Like before, I thought of Clark's I was like, "Yeah, like is he an, is a is he a design major who's Asian, or is he a did he major in Asian design?" No. Uh, I I love uh I love Randall's reaction of, "Holy shit, that girl!" When Dante tells him he sold <laughs> cigarettes to a minor. Um. <laughs> I think the the whole exchange when like Caitlin comes out. Of the bathroom. Wait, like, first off, why is she first? Uh, hold on, hold on a second. Couple things. Uh, I like the I eat cock sign. I don't mm-hmm. think Randall would stand like that, but still funny. Yeah. Um, I'm curious as to what whimsy is. What what is? Whimsy. What are you talking about? You missed the title card then. Oh, did I? Yeah. I think I did. Because I have paradigm, and the next one I have is lamentation. Is, is lamenta- lamentation. You missed two. I missed two. Yeah. Oh shit. Because there's whimsy, and then quandary. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Because I remember correctly owning the DVD of Clerks. Uh, the chapters were broken up. The chapters on the DVD were broken up in by the the words. So I'm going to. I'm currently googling the. the boo, boo, boo. Mm, nope, can't find it. I missed two of them, I guess. All right. Well, whimsy is. Uh, acting on a whip. Hmm. Uh, why is Caitlin dressed like she's a waitress at the Olive Garden? Uh, because it's the 90s. Uh, and then there's a quandary, which I guess we'll just never know uh, what that means. Um, my next note is bathroom bam bam. Wait, quandary is a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a state of perplexing or uncertainty over what to do in a difficult situation. 
Caitlin kind of sounds like Holly Hunter. Go back and watch this movie. Yeah, Go a little bit. Holly Hunter playing Caitlin. Um, I like I like when Randall's like, "You just fucked a total stranger. You, you fucked a total stranger." And Dante is, at one point, Dante is like, "There's a bad. There's a stranger in our bathroom, and he just raped Caitlin." And Dante just goes, "She said she did all the work." <laughs> um, um, why would they put the girl who's traumatized by having sex ambulance. with a dead guy with an with the, in the ambulance with the guy she just fucked? Uh, yeah, um, I love the fact that Willem gets in the ambulance and like they don't notice no one notices that Willem gets in the ambulance and even better he takes his hat off and he puts it on the erection of the dead guy um, but I feel like they would notice because I can't I don't believe that they can drive the ambulance with her just sitting at the door like that she would at least have to go onto the bench seating realistically yeah she should probably go onto the bench but uh, out of what's lamentation? The passionate expression of grief or sorrow. Semicolon weeping. Um, this is the first time I've seen this movie while also having already seen Jaws. Mm, yeah. Man, South never, the Shark. The last time I watched this movie, I had not seen Jaws yet. Man goes um, into Cage. Cage goes into Salsa. Sharks into uh, Salsa. Our shark. My my uh uh my notes kind of speed up for Adam. What's the juxtaposition? The fact of two things being seen or placed close together with contrasting effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next is, is, what's your next line? My next note is Neutsch. Mm. Mine is a. Uh, I, I like the line. Uh, there's a there's a million fine looking women in the world, but not all of them bring lasagna. Most of them just cheat on you. Um, which they which they do in <laughs> Clerks Three, where Jay is supposed to be delivering the line and he keeps fucking up, and Silent Bob gets angry at him and says, "Fuck it, I'll just do it," and delivers that monologue, um, which was like you know the shtick. Bob, Silent Bob would be silent for the entire movie and they would have a monologue at the end, and they make fun of it in Clerks Two when they're in the jail cell, and like Jay yeah. turns to him to have like his big monologue, and he's like. He's like, I got nothing. He's like, nothing. He's like, you don't have like a Star Wars quote or anything. And he's like, these aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> um, what's catharsis then? Uh, the process of releasing and thereby providing relief from strong or repressed emotions. Uh, I laugh when they're fighting and he hits them with a, a roll. Hits them with like a baguette, yeah. I don't know if it says FDS question mark. FDS? Uh, FDS. Someone says something about that. Oh, yeah, he said, like, I think Rand, like, like, Dante complains about something and Randall goes, oh, FDS. Mm-hmm. So I can Google it. I remember that at all. It's like during the, like, when they're fighting. Uh, what? None of this makes any sense. Though. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Urban Dictionary defines it as first date sex, but I don't think that's the right context. Uh, probably not. 
Uh, you could ask me. That. It might be fuck that shit. That actually makes in that context. It, it might be. Yeah, that makes sense. But I don't think like back then. Yeah, probably not. I Maybe. I don't know. I don't know when people start saying that. Yeah. I don't know, because here's another one. So fuck that shit. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, Are you going to ask me a, a final vocabulary word that you don't want to pronounce because it's French and pronounced weird? I think I might get, I might know it. Go ahead, say it. Adam. Because I have I, I have it queued up. Say it again. What's denouement? Denouement. 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 Oh, I was close. Yeah, you were. Uh, the final part of a play, movie, or narrative in which the strands of the plot are drawn together and matters are explained or resolved. It's essentially, it's essentially the super pretentious. It's like it's almost as pretentious as as having a title card that says Finn at the end of your movie. Um, there's a part in this last scene that is overdubbed. Yeah, did you notice that? No, I wasn't paying attention enough. I- I forget exactly what what part of it it was. Do you think this movie would have been better with the original ending? For those who don't know, the original ending. The original and, ending was Dante getting shot. Yeah, he Randall leaves. Um, and uh, then somebody oh, somebody comes in, holds him up, and shoots him. Mm, um, no, I, I don't. I don't think so. Overall, I mean, it's still a good movie. I like it's got funny bits. It introduces us to characters that we cared about and followed throughout the year. But it, I, I don't know that it holds up as well as I thought it was going to going into watching it again. Yeah. Do you want to wrangle on the way out, Zach? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. All right, here's what we're gonna do. Uh. So in the. I think. Uh, it's appropriate for filmmakers that had, because I mean, we talk, I mean, I've, I've talked uh, a bit of shit, not really shit, but like, you know, I, I've been gushed over Kevin Smith the way that I would have a few years ago. Mm-hmm. We've done this podcast and, but it's still a, a very influential, like Adam has said a couple of times, there's still Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith has written words that I say on a daily basis. I refer to a lot of I, I refer to everybody as sir because of Kevin right. Smith. Uh, I from not even like not even from but like uh, uh, Kevin Smith. Uh, even Kevin Smith, I think great minds, motherfucker. Anytime, any I have a similar yeah. So like, still a very influential filmmaker in my life, and uh, it has taken many many episodes to to get to a movie of his. The same way when we did Pulp Fiction, it took us many, many episodes to get to a Quentin Tarantino film. Yeah. And it seems appropriate in that case to bypass the normal top five format and just do a actual ranking, our own personal ranking. Of real, real quick, monophase. I can't remember. Were you in the Fight Club episode or was it just me and Matt? It was just you and Matt. Uh can not remember because I would say we because I feel like we talked about um, it's like crazy to say like it took like it took us as long as it took us to get to Fight Club, right? But like 
Fight Club. I mean, don't get me wrong. David Fincher is in my top five directors, mm-hmm. but Fight Club itself is is the in that case the thing and not the director. Like it, Pulp Fiction is is an influential movie in both our lives, but Quentin Tarantino more so than that specific movie. Mm-hmm. The influential thing. The same thing with Kevin said Clerks is a movie that we both like, but it's a Kevin the Kevin Smith is the more of the you know what I mean? Yeah. Where I like like for, like I love David Fincher and I could like I could do a list of all my favorite David Fincher movies all day. Like like we could do a whole podcast about my favorite David Fincher movies. Mm-hmm. But like in terms of influential in terms of like it's Fight Club specifically is more influential in in that like you know what I mean. Anyway, uh, so instead of the normal top five, we're gonna do we're gonna rank our um, all thirteen Kevin Smith movies. Um, I feel like last time when we did Tarantino, I think we went one at a time. Uh, this time I think we're gonna go we're gonna trade off we're gonna go back and forth. Um. So there's 13 here, here. movies. Wait, I'm still making my. I'm still making still my list. editing. Yeah. Um. Uh. So there's 13. Uh. Kevin Smith movies. Let me pull up the the list. I'll read it chronologically. Again, we are bypassing. Cop out based on the fact that he did not write it. Uh. Chronologically, you have Clerks, Mall Rats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Jane, Son, Bob Strike Back, Jersey Girl, Clerks Two. Excuse me. That can mirror make a porno. Red State, Tusk, Yoga Hosers, Jane Saw Bob Reboot, and Clerks Three. Uh, if you need to admit, omit Clerks Three because you haven't finished it, I understand. And it, and based on what I understand of how well, how far you got into the movie, you might need to omit it because yeah. what worked what worked for the movie for me, I don't think you even got to yet. Hmm. Well, I have it on my list in the ranking, and it's I'll, I'll, spoiler. It's it's second to last. I mean, I could. I don't want to spoil it for you, so I'm not going to get much into. <clears throat> like when we get to that point in my list, I'm not going to like go into much detail. But mm. uh, I mean, I'll, I'll as it as it stands, before we record the next episode, I will finish Clerks <coughs> three, and I will let you all know if I am amending my. Um, Amending my my list and moving uh, Clerks three somewhere else, but as it stands on my list, Clerks three is second to last. Right, what do you got at number thirteen? Adam? Thirteen, Jersey Girl. Jersey Girl. I don't care for it. I, I get it. It 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 almost seems Jersey Girl is the closest thing within the. I, I mean, I'm gonna say the closest thing, but then. He, it's the closest thing to cop out within his act, like his canon, mm-hmm. because it just seems like just like not the type of movie that he makes. Yeah, and I would say like some of the stuff like the like the the stretch, the like the the Tusk Yoga Hosers and Red State Stretch seems that way too. But then he did enough of them. Yeah. Where it kind of like, all right, Where, this like, is a, a sub genre. Jersey Girl just still seems like an outlier. Yeah. Um, 
I have yoga hosers as my number 13. Okay. I did not understand at all yeah. what he was going for. Like, like, the, like the girls came off as obnoxious. Like, I didn't. I was like, am I supposed to be rooting for these girls? Yeah. The the, the Johnny Depp character was more absurd than he was the first time I saw him. Yeah. Um. So, so next you have Clerks three. Yeah, I have Clerks three at number twelve. Um, I have uh, Jersey Girl, so not too far off. Like. We, like yeah. I get what you're saying, but I, I, I yoga hosers are just such a like I was like what the fuck, and then the with like in yoga hosers when they finally like meet the bad guy and he does impressions of people for like forty five minutes. Yeah, I was like what the fuck is this? Yeah, um, weird. What do you got at number eleven? Uh, reboot. Oh, interesting. Reboot, reboot. So, reboot is is my number eleven, and Yoga Hosers is my number ten. Just because in my in my mind they're interchangeable. Interesting. This uh, like I have I have reboot much higher on my list actually. Hmm. Uh, uh, number eleven, I have Tusk. Okay. Because what the fuck was that? Should we just should we just read our list because I think it's good, good like we're not gonna be able to have real like full conversations about any movie if we're like teasing where they are on the list. Just gotta read your list and then I'll read. Mine. Uh, so where do I where did I leave off number ten? So ten I had Yoga Hosers, but like I said, Yoga Hosers and Reboot are ten and eleven, and they're interchangeable on my list. Um, I have Red State at number nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach and Miri at number eight. Tusk at number seven. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back at number six. Mallrats at number five. Dogma at number four. Clerks two at number three. Clerks at number two. And Chasing Amy at number one. Well, we have very different lists. And I'm actually, oh. I'm very happy about that, actually, because I was worried that we would end up, like, I had one or two things I thought was going to be, uh, uh, like, like controversial, but I thought we might have like some, my list. Like, so let me go back to thirteen because I'm I'm writing it on my notes app and it won't let me do reverse number order. Mm-hmm. So it's like well, it's all right. one... the list. The way I made my list is I wrote all of his movies in chronological order and then wrote a number next to them. So my list literally goes 2, 5, 1, 4, 6, 13, 3, 8, 9, 7, 10, 11, 12. When I was making my list, like, I, I started, like, when I when I do ranked lists, I like to start at the bottom mm-hmm. and then work my way up. Like, I don't want to, like, cause, like I, I want to, like, almost, like, argue with myself as to what the best is, so I don't want to start at the best. Yeah. So... Like, realistically, I could have just rewritten the list in, like, so that number one was at the top. Yeah. But I, I didn't. So, 13, I have Yoga Hosers. 12, I have Jersey Girl. 11, I have Tusk. Um, 10, I have Clerks 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, 9, I have Red State. 8, I have Mallrat. It's I've weird. Never, I've never connected with Mallrat. I enjoy mods. It's funny. So far, we both have Red State at number nine. 
Number seven. Wait, is that where I'm at? Seven? Yeah. Yeah, you had Red State at nine, you had Mallrats at eight, now you're at seven. Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Okay. Six, Jane Silent Bob Reboot. I think I enjoyed Reboot more. Really? Because of the emotional uh, through line of the daughter thing. Mm. Uh, five, I have Chasing Amy. Another one that I need I need to revisit Chasing Amy. I love Chasing Amy. I think, like I said, Chasing Amy is my favorite. In my opinion, Chasing Amy is his best movie. Um, four, I have Clerks 2. I really enjoy Clerks too. I really do as well. And now I have three, of, I have Clerks. And I'm kind of thinking maybe I might need to switch them. You like Clerks 2 more than you like Clerks? Maybe. I don't know. After watching it again this time for the podcast, the original Clerks, I, I might... Cause here, but here's the question. I think the like I honestly believe my favorite joke across the entire view with Scooterverse is the Berserker stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just so like the the did he just say making fuck? Like makes me laugh anytime. Yeah. Um number two I have Zach and Mary make a porno. And number one I have Dogma. I think Dogma, I feel like Dogma may have been my first exposure to Kevin Smith that I was like of an age where I could understand what was being said. If that makes sense. I saw Dogma at a time where I was like, I went through a very, um, like, I'm not religious. I'm like openly not religious. But like, Mm. there was a time in high school and into my early. post-high school years where I was very like uh, not like I don't want to say like uh, Ag- agnostic opposed to atheist well no I, like I, I was very like fuck you god is it real like you know oh, what I mean? you're a piece of shit teenager yeah basically like I still don't I still believe the same things I believe then, but I'm not like now. I'm not like like back then. I was writing every song I wrote was about hell. <laughs> like, what is God? You know. <laughs> yeah, before like now, before you were like you're a piece of shit for thinking the way you think, but now you're just like uh, we both think differently, and that's okay. No, not even that. Like I never. I don't think I've ever been like like. I've never been like you can't believe what you want to believe. Like I've never been like that. But I've I, I have been there was a time where I was like very angry, like, stop trying to make me believe what you believe when no one really was trying to make me believe what they were <laughs> Yeah, people were like, We're not. Um and like so I saw Dogma around the, that time in my life and it was like like a movie where like a director I liked uh raising questions about the things that I was raising questions about in my own but so, yeah but let, let, let's talk about a couple of these movies on this list um let's, let, let's talk about let's talk about tusk <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that too because I think I think tusk is wildly entertaining it's so bananas 
And so, especially if you understand the backstory of where it comes from, it's even funnier. <coughs> um, the the whole plot of the movie comes from an episode of Smodcast called The Walrus and the Carpenter. Um, and basically, Kevin Smith reads a ad for from Gumtree, which I believe is like British um, Craigslist. Um, where someone is looking for, like, let me tell you, has... let me tell you. you could give, uh, like, you know, how they say, like, you could give a, an infinite amount of monkeys, an infinite amount of typewriters, eventually they'll write Shakespeare. Yeah. You can give an infinite amount of monkeys, an infinite amount of, of typewriters, and they will never produce a, a word that is better suited to be the British version of Craigslist than Gumtree. Gumtree, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there, there's this ad in Gumtree where it's this guy talking about like how he has a room for rent and he's saying that like he'll let them stay for free as long as he like as long as the person wears a walrus costume for like a couple hours a day and like only like it like so they're reading this and eventually what turns out is that the ad is a fake. It's just this guy who is like writing this nonsensical thing and putting it on Gumtree just to like get like just to see a if you would get any responses and b just to get like reactions out of people there were times at the time in college where, where uh, sam buys but like a something about like a like a found a cat but it was a picture yeah. of a skunk it was a possum a possum sounds yeah. like sam by um mm-hmm. yeah so this was a it, it, it turns out that this ad was fake but when like Kevin Smith is reading this to Scott Mosier on the podcast, and they're just like, they're just like, basically they come up with the whole idea of the movie um, during this episode of the podcast, and he's talking about how like, like they're that like that dude definitely is like making a, a walrus suit out of people, and like <laughs> it's like basically what Michael Parks's character does in the movie. Um, and he, uh, there is a whole thing uh, the, around the time where Kevin Smith, like that that episode of the podcast came out, and he was like on Twitter talking about like he's like I really, I feel like we could make this movie. Is like if you want us to make this movie, write hashtag Walrus. Yes, yeah, so, like if you think this is the dumbest thing you've ever heard, hashtag Walrus. No, and a overwhelmingly uh, amount of overwhelming amount of people responded with Walrus. Yes. Um, so he made the movie, but just like listening to the episode of the podcast, like Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier, like cracking themselves up hysterically, coming up with like nonsensical things that end up actually being in the movie. Um, like I just watched it and I was like, like, you know what? Really? I think it, I think the Johnny Depp, like that character. Gee, the point. Yeah. Like it, it definitely worked better for me in Tusk than it did in Yoga Hosers, mm-hmm. but it still didn't work for me very well. It's like, like, why is this something that Kevin Smith and Johnny Depp did for two movies? Yeah, it's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be a third that they didn't do. There, there's well, apparently the third one. If you look at Kevin Smith's. IMDb. The third one. The third one is listed as announced. 
Um, the third one, he was he was calling it his true. Kevin Smith got really into Canada, um, so he was making these three movies that he was referring to as his True North trilogy, which was Tusk, Yoga Hosers, and then a third movie called Moose Jaws, which was basically him just remaking the movie Jaws, but instead of it being a shark, it's a moose. Well, I tell you, he's so into Canada that I was like I had mentioned I would listen to him on the Bill Simmons podcast the other day. And Bill Simmons was talking about New Jersey, and he he asked Kevin Smith something along the lines like, "What makes like a New Jersey like?" He asked him what his New Jersey Mount Rushmore would be, mm-hmm. and that led him to talking about like what makes a New Jersey person a New Jersey person, and he said New Jersey is like Canada in that they're right next to the biggest attention seeking and like like air sucking mm-hmm. entity like Canada's right next to the US New Jersey's right next to and like New York and I was like I was like Jesus you're just like you're just like fucking Jersey and Canada like just like like why do you even have a house in LA have yeah. a house in Vancouver <laughs> no Toronto Toronto is the cool place in Canada but no you gotta be because I understand why he has a house in Los Angeles because that's where movies are made have a house in Vancouver so you can be close to the west coast I don't know where Vancouver is geographically Vancouver is, is basically if you go through Washington State up you got Vancouver you Vancouver why did James and Bob reboot not work as much for you as it did for me um, I think it was just, I don't know, I think it was just like some of the, um, I don't know, just like some of like the, <coughs> it, I don't, I don't, I, I, I think what it boils down to is I don't give a shit about the fact that Jay, I don't give a shit about Jay having a daughter. I'll, I think the I'll character is, I think the character, it doesn't do anything, doesn't make the character better him having a daughter. All right, well, I'll, I'll tell you why it wor- I think it works for me more. It's essentially the same movie as Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. But having a daughter myself, having children myself, I was able to more emotionally connect to that story. Like, I, I know more... I, I'm more emotionally connected to what it would be like to want to connect with your child Mm-hmm. Then I am more emotionally able to connect with what it. Man, I just want to fuck Shannon Elizabeth. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the, that's the main difference. That's the through line of both movies. The first one, he just wants to fuck Shannon Elizabeth, and this one, he wants to connect with his daughter. And I'm more emotionally uh, able to connect with the wanting to connect with your children at yeah. this point in my life. So. Don't get me wrong. In all fairness, I may have to revisit it, but it's. I think what it it would boils down to is like, reboot. Reboot was just like very. um, Can you show me? Yeah. I accidentally pulled my headphone cord. Thought it pulled out a little bit. Um, I I think it was just like it was too. It was too just like tongue in cheek, not like tongue in cheek. Like I was just like Kevin Smith is like, hey, remember that thing that I did that one time? But here's the thing, I just. I, I watched, like I said, I kind of watched. Which is why Clerks, for- which is why Clerks Three is so low on my list, even without even finishing it. It's just, it's Clerks it's 3 is too much. It. Which is exactly what I said. So what- um, with watching Clerks and then immediately watching Clerks Three, 
I think dampened my opinion of Clerks three because I was I literally just watched the movie that I've and loved for forever, watched, like, and then I watched Clerks. them reshooting the scenes yeah. with older people. Clerks three is like an hour and a half, hour forty five maybe, um, and forty five minutes of that is a movie you just watched. Yeah, but so but I think what reboot benefit is that I watched Clerks three first, which is too over the line meta. Two over the line stuff. So yeah, so like over. anything, like if you go, if you're watching something, because don't get me wrong, oh, like, me. We, we, I think we might even talk about. It. Uh, Strikes Back is the same thing. It's 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 meta and re- self referential to the universe. Yeah. So it may reboot seem play almost like I guess almost playful and fun in terms yeah. of the the self referentialism. Um, let's see if there's any other. I look um, at it this way: is like watching watching Clerks three is like watching a nuclear blast go off, and then watching reboot is just like you know, a, you know, a large explosion, but not a nuclear bomb explosion. So it's yeah. like it's bad, but it's not as bad. It's nowhere near as bad as the other one. So it it, it seems better, right? Um. Yeah, what are you watching? Uh, Clerks three. Got it. I think. Um. Yeah, I know. I, I was saying. I was saying in the in the Scream podcast where I think I may have to rewatch Scream because like I had never seen it, and then we did the live watch, and you don't like we don't really like it. It was like I'm pretty sure it was the first live watch where I hadn't seen the movie beforehand. So I I still don't consider um I so oh you know that's a lie the room um I still do still do not consider the fact that I have seen the room or scream because I couldn't you know I, they didn't have my undivided attention um so I think I might rewatch scream um but yeah I can't think of anything else I come, uh, you you tell me yours uh, tell you uh, something comes to mind. Tell me if you remember. Um, I'm guessing not. When was the last time we recorded? But do you remember the date? Mm, no. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start here. Uh, I watched Barbarian on HBO Max. Okay. Do you know about Barbarian? I've seen this the the poster for it when I go to free movies on demand. Okay. Do me a favor, and I'm telling this to anybody who's listening that hasn't seen it. Watch Barbarian. It's on HBO Max. Do not look into anything about Barbarian before you watch it. Okay. It's one of those movies. The littlest you know about the movie. The least you know. That's the littlest. The littlest teensy, meansy bit you know about the movie. <laughs> before you watch it, the better. It's not. It, 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 I mean, it's not going to make for the greatest movie going experience you ever seen in your life, but it, it will make the movie you're watching better. Mm-hmm. It's still a very good movie. I gave it three and a half stars out of five. Very good mm-hmm. movie. Uh, I watched Midnight Run. But let me preface as I've said on the podcast before. Um, I got through the month of August. I realized I'd watched on average a movie a day for that month and decided to try to keep it going. October, I fell off. 
mm-hmm. way fell off. I went from at the end of September, so through two months of the 12 months, I was maybe five movies ahead of average. By the end of October, I was like five movies behind average, which means I had lost a net of 10 movies like yeah. over the course of the month. So I was like, all right, I got to get back at this. Uh, through the first, what's today's date? Eight. The uh, currently, what's the eighth now? it's, yeah, it's currently, we'll call we, it the seventh. Yeah, we started recording on the seventh, but it is currently the eighth. So through seven, through the first full week of November, I've watched one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve movies. Mm-hmm. So I, I think if I did the math right this very second. I'm probably right on the dot where I need to be. Um, but uh, partially doing this podcast this week, needing to catch up on these Kevin Smith movies, helped out. But I watched Midnight Run, which I thought I had always been aware of. You know what Midnight Run is? No. It's a 1988 movie starting, starring uh, Robert De Niro. And Charles Grodin. The Grodes? You know who Charles Grodin is, right? Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, the plot of the movie is that Robert De Niro is a uh, bounty hunter in Los Angeles who gets a job to pick up Charles Gr- to, to track down Charles Grodin who is a who was a mob uh Accountant mm-hmm. for a Chicago mobster who stole millions of dollars from the mobster and donated it all to charity, mm-hmm. and then went into hiding. So he's got to pick up, find this guy, track him down, and basically he has to go all the way to New York, pick him up. So, but like the FBI wants the wants the guy because they want to charge him with a federal crime. They want to use him, to, like, yeah. They want to charge him to use him to get the mobster. Mm-hmm. The bail guy wants them because he, if if he doesn't get him back in, like the guy who owns, it's, it's complicated. So Robert De Niro works for Joe Pantaleone. Mm-hmm. Joey Pants. Joey Pants, uh, who owns the bail bonds and you know thing. Um, if. If he doesn't he's, get him back he's, to Los Angeles, he, he's the he, bail bondsman. He's yeah, yes, and uh-uh. Robert Niro's batting him. Yeah, if he does not, if De Niro doesn't get him back in time, then he's out of business basically because of the bond he put up. Yeah, but also the mob is trying to get up, so he's basically trying to get Charles Grodin from New York to Los Angeles with three different entities. Also trying to get Charles Gordon. Uh, and hilarity ensues. Of course. Um, I, I had said to you, it's like planes, trains, and automobiles if it was an action comedy. Mm. Um, I very much enjoyed it. Uh, I watched, uh, like I said, Clerks 3, Toss, Jade, Blah, 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 Reboot, and Yoga Hoosers. I uh, closed my um, theatrical Muppet mm, You did. Uh, window. I watched Muppets of the Wanted, which was fine. Yeah. And the Great Muppet Caper, also featuring Charles Gordon, 
the best thing out of uh, Muppets Most Wanted is uh, the meme of Evil Kermit. <coughs> <coughs> the Evil Kermit meme, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, I watched uh, Total Recall. The original. I say the original. Please note because I've seen I've seen the uh, reboot with Colin Farrell and it's terrible. I mean, in all fairness, (laughs) the first Total Recall isn't a masterpiece of film. No, no, Um, but like I said to you, it's 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 if you look at, I've had to watch a couple Arnold Schwarzenegger movies as part of this like watching movie a day thing based on like the list I made things uh, that that the rewatchables have covered that I want to watch so I can listen to that episode. Um, in terms of that type of movie, like a Schwarzenegger or a Stallone movie, uh, it's very high concept. It's you know, you, you, know it's, you, you know, it's a very high concept, uh, kind of a high concept uh, Schwarzenegger movie. What's it called? I think it's called The Sixth Day. Yeah. The clone one? I don't know what it's about, but it, it, The Sixth Day is the name of a Schwarzenegger movie. There is, no, but, uh, I gotta look it up. Because if I see the, the poster, I'll know. Um, the sixth, yeah, the sixth day. The sixth day is a very like, um, it's a very it's a very weird, um, fuck, it's two hours long. It's a very weird Schwarzenegger movie, but uh, I won't spoil it for you. But I'll, I'll read you the the synopsis. Never mind, the synopsis spoils it for me. A man meets a clone of himself and stumbles into a grand conspiracy about clones taking over the world. Hmm. Co-stars Michael Ravenport. As Um, in A Beautiful Girl Can Make You Dizzy, Michael Michael Ravenport. uh, Oh, you know who's in it? Is that that? Is that? What's her face? mm Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Let me scroll. No, let me just go back to the sixth day and I'll just fucking read the the cast of characters. Hmm. Maybe I don't know. Keep talking. I'm 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 doing some investigative. Uh, I watched probably the best movie that I've watched over the last uh, couple, like the last two weeks since we last recorded together. I watched Crimson Tide, which I I told you to watch. With yeah. Denzel Washington and Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman is the captain of a nuclear submarine. Denzel Washington is his first is is executive officer. His exo. Mm-hmm. Um, they get there's tension in Russia. There's like a rebellion in Russia. So all this tension in Russia, and a, a rebel forces have seized a nuclear site, but they don't uh, have the code. Uh-huh. Um. So they send the 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 USS Alabama. Hence why it's called Crimson Tide. Mm-hmm. Uh, submarine you know, out of the region. Roll Tide. Um, they get a order. Like I forget what 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 it's called in the thing, but like basically a a a direct transmission from top command saying they have the code. Launch missiles in a preemptive strike. Mm-hmm. Then they are attacked by a submarine, like a a what what I think ends up being a rebel submarine. Mm-hmm. But a, 
as they're being attacked and they just as they are losing communication, a second executive order comes through. But you don't know, like they can't tell what it's telling. Like it's it's incomplete. They don't know what it's telling them to do. Mm-hmm. So Gene Hackman is the old stalwart who's like, we're, we're going to launch these missiles because that's the orders we have. We don't yeah. need whatever. And then Denzel Washington is the like, you know, like, like we we can't like like what if the order is what if the that second thing was to not launch them like that that it's, it's fixed and like. We launch yeah. it and start nuclear. So then there's this conflict between the two, and they have to. Very good. It was like I was surprised. It it was the epitome. Because I texted mom the next day, I was like, I was like, I watched a movie last night that screams that it's a like a like it's one of dad's movies. Yeah. But here's I also thought about that about Midnight Run when I watched that because I know dad likes planes, trains, and automobiles. Hmm. So when I watched Midnight Run, I was like, "Oh, I'm sure Dad loves this movie." And Dad didn't know what it was. Hmm. But for the record, my mom said he's watched Crimson Tide like 50 times. Yeah, that is a dad. Um, I watched a couple of uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cure, uh, Cabinet of Curiosities. They're they're technically, I, I guess, we would call them shorts films because they're under an hour uh lot 36 and graveyard rats they're fine mm. uh tim blake nelson is in lot 36 i like tim blake nelson um do you know who tim blake nelson is um no not off the top of my head wait i'm he, looking he's the one from oh brother Rock, oh okay that, yeah John Totoro, or George Clooney. Yeah, um, he's um uh, he's a uh, Buster Scraggs. He is. Uh, and then to top it all off, I watched uh Weird, the Ali Akovic story. Yeah, I gotta watch that. I highly recommend it. It's absurd, but like mm-hmm. that's the point. Yeah. Like I, I think I said to you, it's not like if I had to clear it up against <clears throat> walk hard as a. But it, it, it's a little complicated because now, as, as I was about to say it, I thought differently. Walk Hard is by by its design a parody of the music biopic genre. Mm. Weird. The, the Alvank Yankovic story is a parody of the music biopic genre, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, a parody of the person who the yeah person who the, the thing's about yeah. So the comedy from Walk Hard comes solely from our preconceptions about what a music biopic is. Yeah, and. Weird does that as well. It's not. It's not strictly a parody of. It 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 it, it doesn't strictly play against your preconceptions about who Weird Al Yankovic is. It does do the things, like it does do things that are playing into the music biopic thing. 
Mm-hmm. But there's that extra layer of like the ridiculousness of it based on like played against how we all know how like like weirdo Yankovic is I feel like when Henry Winkler dies Weird Al will take over the mantle of the nicest guy in Hollywood. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Nah. Like I don't. I I literally have never seen anyone say anything bad about Weird Al Yankovic, like the person. Yeah. So the things the movie does are playing off of both of those. But I I still I I still will say I enjoy Walk Hard more than I enjoyed Weird. Mm-hmm. But Weird is like very early in Weird. They're like, this is outstanding. Yeah. Like, I get what they're doing, and this is outstanding. It is very funny. Um, and yeah, I'm. I'll, uh, I mean, I I was saying to you before we started, I'm forty five minutes away from finishing the German uh, adaptation of All Quiet on the Western Front, mm-hmm. uh, which was. I mean, I. I don't want to say it's it's boring because I don't think it's I, I, I I'm pretty sure that's kind of the point. Like it's mm-hmm. supposed to be it's supposed to be a commentary on the brutality and the banality of war. Mm-hmm. But if you're making a point by making something very banal, you might want to not make it two and a half hours long yeah uh so i'm gonna finish it. but I, I i at the very least i can't imagine it doesn't get nominated for best foreign language feature at the oscars so i'm kind of like i'm already in we're getting to that point where i'm already in uh like let's let's knock as many of these award season movies as we can yeah out now so that i like have a like a smooth road to march um yeah, next week we're going to be keeping the no-budget November train rolling on, and we're going to be covering Napoleon Dynamite. Um, I, mean, I haven't seen it in a very long time. No, I haven't seen it in a long time either. Um, real quick, uh, Clerks, the estimated budget of the movie was 27000 uh, I am scrolling down to the bottom of the IMDb page uh, for an appointing dynamite. The estimated budget was 400000 for uh, an appointing dynamite. So significantly more money than clerks, but well, still a very low budget, um, you know, based on how much money it fucking costs to make Endgame. Let's do some, let's do some math real quick. Do some math. Okay. All right. So, in 1993, because I heard on the podcast that they made Clerks in 1993, it came out in 1994. Mm-hmm. It was, what, you said 27,000? 27. That would be 55,000 today. Okay. So, what year did Napoleon Dynamite come out? 2004. So, they made it for 400000 Yeah. 
would be six hundred thousand today. So we're talking about uh, about five hundred and seventy thousand dollar difference. Mm. Still under a million. Made this movie for under a million dollars. Let's and then we look at uh, something like Avengers Endgame, which was an estimated three hundred and fifty six million. <laughs> What, what what did uh what's the what's the what's the this is the most important part of it actually this is what makes no no uh, budget November mean anything what did clerks make um here right I'm looking, I got I, I got box office mojo right it made three million dollars on a twenty seven thousand dollar budget mm-hmm. Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite grossed worldwide forty six million on a four hundred thousand dollar budget. Yeah, this this is what we're talking about this month. Jeez, that is that's like uh, like did you hear about that? Did you hear about the guy Mattress Mac? <laughs> Was he the guy who he was the guy who like put like bet like did he bet like ten million that the Astros would win the World Series? Yeah, and he made he won seventy five million dollars. Yeah, and like he donated like a shit ton of it to charity. Um. Yeah, like I think yeah, I think he's rich already. Like like, uh, he's rich enough that like um. Uh, uh there's a wrestling podcast I listen to with uh. A guy, Bruce, Bruce Pritchard, who is a backstage guy. <clears throat> do you know? Um, do you know who Brother Love is? Do you remember Brother Love? Sounds vaguely familiar. He was a character on WWF. He had a red face. He was like a televangelist kind of guy. Oh yeah. Um, that's Bruce Pritchard, but he's also like a producer and a writer, mm. and he's been with the company for years and years and years, off and on. Um, he's from Houston, and he knew, like. Mattress Mac basically sponsored WrestleMania 17. Oh wow! Like, like a a huge rest. Like he's he's like he's well off already. And he just won seventy five million dollars. So yeah, like it's nice that he gave it to charity. I hadn't yeah. heard that, but like, um, yeah. Apparently he's he's been a, a he he was rich before this to the point where he was betting ten million dollars. Um, but apparently he's always been a a charitable. Uh, person. Um, so yeah, next week we're going to be talking about Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, it's currently streaming on HBO Max, mm-hmm. so easy for everybody to watch. What's what's the uh, what's the length on Napoleon Dynamite? We got that handy. Uh, give me a second because I just closed my. Seems like it should be a short one. Hour thirty six. Gotta love it. Six hours long. Jesus. Gotta love it. A, a quick streamable movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and if you want to do your your, uh, your your spiel, absolutely. Follow us on the social medias. Uh, when I say social medias, I mean social media. <coughs> Follow us on Instagram yeah. at Summer Movie Club. Um, I was listening to the the Halloween podcast though, and I think it was a Halloween podcast. It was either Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth. I can't remember. But in one of them, we talk about um, the potential of starting a TikTok. For the for the podcast, um, which really would only work if we video recorded the podcast, 
Um, but I like I was sitting there. I'm like, man, we should we should start doing that. We should start a Twitter. Uh, or not a Twitter, a TikTok. Um, but at the moment, follow us on Instagram at Summer Movie Club. We'll, um, we'll brainstorm. There's got there, we. I, I I get what you're saying. Like it would it would be easier. Mm-hmm. Like the the logical thing was if we recorded together. But I'm, we'll brainstorm. There's got to be something else we could do. Yeah, maybe. But for the time being, follow us on the Instagram at Summer Movie because, Club. Because before I thought about photoshopping our faces on the movie pictures, there there would have been no idea for like why we would need an Instagram. True. Good point. Um, but yeah, follow us on follow us on Instagram. Um, let us know. Let us know what you think. What your favorite uh, Kevin Smith movie is? Um, in either you know, comment comment on the picture that Zach's going to post for Clerks. Um, um, if Zach posts the picture, it's you know, the the if uh, post the picture. If you use the poster, I was looking at the poster, and it's funny because Kevin Smith is on the poster, but he's not Kevin Smith as Silent Bob. He's, he's just he's just kind of Kevin Smith, which is yeah. weird. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I'm very excited to continue uh, Napoleon Dynamite. To continue with Napoleon Dynamite, it's a movie. I I it's a movie. I, yeah, it's a movie. I have it's a movie. It's a movie I haven't seen in a very long time. Somebody, a uh, guy that I work with at, at uh, the store, actually, uh, the radio station that was playing today was playing the song that plays at the end of Napoleon Dynamite when he's like playing tetherball. And he was like, oh, he's like, do you know the, he's like this, do you know the, the name of this band? And, you know, it's like, it's a one hit wonder. And it was in a, it was in a movie. And I was like, I don't know any of them. And he, and like, I, he, he told me it was Napoleon Dynamite. And I listened to the song. I'm like, oh yeah, it is the song that plays at the end. What is um, it? Uh, I forget now. I can't even remember what the hell it's called. Um, let me see if I bring up the soundtrack. I can tell you, because um, I think the name of the band, if I'm not really mistaken, is uh, the song is called "The Promise" by When in Rome. I'm gonna have to look through it. I feel like because you know what song I listened to today that I hadn't heard in uh, forever. But did you have you seen a trailer for a, a documentary called Meet Me in the Bathroom? Meet Me in the Bathroom? Yeah. No. It's all about the early 2000s New York indie scene. An immersive journey through the New York music scene of the early 2000s, a new generation kickstarted musical rebirth of, for New York City that reverberated around the world. Yeah, like it's taken from a Strokes song title. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the, the Meet Me in the Bathroom. Um, but they mentioned, like, in the, the trailer, like, they go through the bands that they talk about. One of them was the Moldy Peaches. Like, the band who basically did the soundtrack for Juno? Yeah. So I listened to that song, Anyone Else But You. Yeah. And I hadn't thought about that. So, like, I'm going to listen to uh, this uh, this song, and I'm going to... It might end up being a, a thing where, like, like, oh, wow, I haven't thought about this song in like I guess eighteen years. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, thanks gonna, guys for I think I'm gonna tell Matt about this because like this this I feel like Matt may have told me about this. I can't remember. Told you about what? The, the this movie. This the Meet Me in the Bathroom. Oh. Yeah, but, I, I, I 
but like Matt's really into like Matt's favorite band is Interpol, and it's like they just said it's one of the bands that like they talk about. And oh yeah, Interpol. He like he likes the yeah yeah yeah's, and like he there's he talked about something regarding that whole like that whole this whole New York scene. Um. Uh, but uh, just want to say real quick thanks everybody uh, for listening. Uh, I'm. What are you slamming? Oh, I was throwing cans up. Uh, I'm, my goal is to be here every week. Sometimes, unfortunately, with the situation I'm going through, I can't. Uh, I've missed uh, talking about some movies that I really wanted to talk about, but I'm going to be here as much as I can, and uh, I'm, I'll, I'll hopefully be here next week, and we'll talk about Napoleon Dynamite. So, uh, love you guys, mean it. Love you, Adam. I say, we'll say you're jumping over my lines. Uh, I, like, I, th- you, I thought you did your spiel already. No, I didn't, I didn't do the end part. I was no. going to say, uh, as a, say, as we always say, be safe, be healthy, be kind to one another, and as Zach said, we love you all, and we mean that. And we'll see you guys next week for Napoleon Dynamite. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye-bye.